Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. Jim Garrity is off today. John Gabriel, editor-in-chief at ricochet.com. Also the undisputed King of Stuff, host of the King of Stuff podcast. Also to be found at ricochet.com, along with other quality podcasts, including this one. John, I know you're fighting a cold today, so your service today is both appreciated and admirable. Thank you. Um, heroic is the term that I would use, <laughs> but um, as I said beforehand, I may be on death's door, but uh, I'm here for you, Greg. I th- the listeners need my fine analysis. Exactly right. And, you know, there was research uh, recently, and my wife will even admit to reading this, that uh, men have a tougher time with colds. They're more severe with the man. So I'm sure your wife has tremendous sympathy throughout your ordeal here. Oh, gosh. Her admiration for me is unparalleled. And you should see the look she's giving me right now. (laughs) Fantastic. All right. Well, let's talk about our bad, crazy, and crazy martinis. No good ones today. So let's start with uh, the bad. And John, Jim and I talked about this being a possibility a couple of weeks ago. And that was that instead of having a very short-term spending bill to avoid a government shutdown right now, extend it into early January, maybe mid-January, and give the new House Republican majority a chance to have a whole lot more leverage on this process. So naturally, that's not what the Republicans are going to do. Now, in his defense, Kevin McCarthy wants that to happen, but since they don't actually need any House Republican votes to pass it right now with this lame duck session, Nobody cares what Kevin McCarthy seems to think on the Democratic side or on the Republican Senate side. And so Senator Richard Shelby, retiring uh, Republican from Alabama, he's the uh, top Republican on the Senate Appropriations Committee, released the statement uh, saying, I am pleased to confirm that Chairman Leahy, Chair DeLauro, that's Patrick Leahy of Vermont, Rosa DeLauro, the House Appropriations Chair, and I have reached a bipartisan, bicameral framework that allows us to begin the difficult work of reaching agreement across 12 separate bills. If all goes well, we should be able to finish an omnibus appropriations package by December 23rd. So, John, this has all the hallmarks. If you want to be home by Christmas, people, you have to do exactly what we want you to do. Oh, and by the way, we're not going to separate these out into regular order, of course. It's all going to be one massive take-it-or-leave-it bill, and we'll blame you for the government shutting down if it doesn't pass. So, here you go. Take it or leave it. You got a couple days to read a thousand pages. Oh, gosh. Well, at least he has the rock ribbed conservatives, Deloro and Leahy, <laughs> on the case. That, uh, yeah, it, it should be a mess like usual. And once again, pushing everything to the 11th hour and then just hiding a bunch of uh, dangerous stuff in a huge omnibus bill that nobody's going to have a chance to read. Um, this is the way we're used to the Senate doing it. And sadly, I don't think many Republicans are terribly surprised with this. Yeah, it's par for the course. It happens pretty much every December. For some reason, when they punt before the uh, beginning of the fiscal year, which is October 1st, they always punt it into mid-December. And so then they put themselves on this timetable of of trying to jam it in before Christmas. And of course, uh, they roll it all up into one take it or leave it bill. And it's just utterly insane. So What do you think Mitch McConnell and Richard Shelby and their strategy is here? Why not? They've got the leverage. you got to get to 60 votes to move it along. It's not a tax bill. It's just a spending bill. But instead of, uh, you know, buying some time and having more leverage on this stuff, they just decide to go with the Democrats to spend through the end of September 2023. Why? 
it just seems to me like they're afraid of their own party, their own party having any kind of an input into this um, at all uh, to slow down spending at least a little bit. Uh, we already know we are insanely in debt right now, and they seem fine with it. They do not want um, the few new conservatives that were elected in the House to have a say in this. They just want to ram something through. Um, and gosh, if you total up, uh, boy, McConnell, Shelby, and the two Democrats working on this, what is that? A combined, they're older than the American Republic itself. So <laughs> they are just trying to knock out one last big bill so they can go uh, retire to the lake house. Unbelievable. And of course, like you said, there's it's not just uh, the straight up appropriations bills. There's going to be tens of billions of dollars for Ukraine. And and, you know, there's a debate to be had on that. But, of course, we're not actually going to get that debate. It's just going to be, well, either it's this or it's nothing. But this just constantly jamming uh, significant pieces of legislation into the omnibus needs to stop. And, unfortunately, Republicans uh, are showing no spine to do it. And, once again, we're in the exact same spot we always are. So we keep hearing, uh, you know, uh, well, the Democrats control everything. Then the Republicans get a chamber. Well, they still control too much. Then they get the other chamber. <laughs> well, they still control too much. Then you have Trump, a Republican House, Republican Senate. Ah, we don't have a filibuster-proof majority in the Senate, though. You really just kind of have to work with the Democrats. So basically what we've learned, John, is that the Democrats always get their way on spending. Great. Oh, completely. Always. Well, it might uh, it might be uh, considered mean in the polls. And then the next election, we might lose the House, Senate, White House, whatever. So there's always a good excuse to spend a lot more of our money. Yes. And even if we had a filibuster-proof majority in the Senate, there would still be a reason. I don't know what it would right. be, but right. there would still be a reason. But yeah, just shameful. While we're getting that terrible taste out of our mouth, there's a, a way to make sure there's a much better taste in your mouth, and that's to order the Omaha Steaks package this holiday season. For yourself, for a friend, for a loved one, whatever it is, you are going to love the steaks, the burgers, the chicken, the other sides, and now you get a phenomenal deal. 50% off site-wide, plus when you use our code MARTINI at checkout, you'll get an additional $40 off. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early. I've gotten many different crates of uh, Omaha steaks uh, over the years. I got another one not that long ago. I'm always legitimately excited. Mrs. Corumbus does a great job uh, cooking them up on the grill. Always juicy, tender, and flavorful. Omaha steaks, a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing that you are ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com to save 50% site-wide, and then use our promo code MARTINI at checkout to get that extra $40 off your order. Minimum order may be required. OmahaSteaks.com, promo code Martini at checkout. OmahaSteaks.com, code Martini. All right, John, on to our first of two crazy martinis now. And for that, we go to the pages of the New York Post, which is really focused on the pages of the Cambridge Dictionary. Cambridge has this august, uh, you know, air to it, of course, Cambridge University and so forth. But Cambridge, the Cambridge Dictionary is being blasted by critics for revising the definition of man and woman to include people who do not identify with the sex they were assigned at birth. Man now includes the definition, quote, an adult who lives and identifies as a male, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. Uh, the same vein for the updated definition of woman, an adult who lives and identifies as female, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. Uh, John, I think a couple of things. 
when I think of this. First of all, it's always really important to have physical media. I still have my collegiate dictionary from 1993 before uh, the world went completely insane on issues like this. Uh, and then, of course, um, these people, I guess they're, they're trying to cater to the left here. But uh, what do you make of it? I was just uh, checking Wikipedia quickly to see if George Orwell attended Cambridge. I'm not sure on that. There's a whole bunch of stuff there. But this is beyond Orwellian. And this is why I refused to go to Cambridge University and matriculated to um, what I'll call the Cambridge of the West, Arizona State. There you um, go. Because I have standards, darn it. Um, <laughs> it's just crazy to see people so willing to throw out basic things like the English language just to chase whatever uh, the current thing is right now. Um, and yeah, there's no way that they can keep up with changing these definitions. Uh, we've seen a few dictionaries try this, but boy, now saying that um, a woman is a man is going to be so last year because it's just going to keep getting crazier and crazier. I don't know how uh, these uh, lexographers can keep up with the craziness going on in our culture. Is it just that lefties get these jobs and so they're in a position to do it because they already agree with the agenda? Or is there actually pressure somewhere coming from the left as they you know, trot out new definitions in their own lexicon so that these people feel pressured uh, to change it because uh, they don't want to get canceled or something? Yeah, I, I think it's probably a combination of both. Uh, these are not... Um rock-ribbed conservatives going on uh compiling these dictionaries i certainly wouldn't think uh but boy you got to hold the line a little bit here um instead of just uh chasing whatever trends are the new thing this month uh because i don't know how you're going to be able to maintain any kind of a dictionary if uh you're just going to chase trends since they they switch back so rapidly on us yeah it's going so fast now i mean you can't even get a print edition out before you're going to have to update it again right, right. because there's exactly so, you know the 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 acronym uh lgbtqia plus and all this stuff and it might not even be in that realm it might be something completely different that the left has decided has been wrong forever and so then these people dutifully comply and if you don't have you know a dictionary from 5 minutes ago <laughs> you're not going to know the difference and uh, your kids are going to have a hard time keeping up with all this stuff. But uh, They're going to have to convert the dictionaries to loose leaf and then send out orders to destroy this page, burn it, and insert this new one in its place. Yeah, unbelievable. Just uh, just crazy. Uh, if there's ever been a, a crazy martini, that's certainly it. But uh, maybe the pendulum will swing back at some point. You like to think so. We thought it might do that in the midterms, John, but uh, no, no. Not quite. <laughs> Every Democrat got reelected to the Senate that was on the ballot. They didn't lose a single seat. All right. Uh, let's talk about our final crazy martini now. And uh, for that, we go over to Sam Bankman-Fried. Yeah, we've talked about him a lot. This one's not about the details of the FTX collapse, though, because my eyeballs kind of spin when I try to understand all that. I'm not much of a financial guy. But uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, as we reported yesterday, has been arrested. He's being charged with wire fraud, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, securities fraud, conspiracy to commit securities fraud, money laundering, all sorts of things, all to the tune of a little under $2 billion. So he's being held in the Bahamas right now, and uh, he had his bail denied. His attorney argued for a $250,000 cash bail. Did not work. The argument that they used as to why Sam Bankman-Fried can't remain in custody until potential extradition, John, is that A, He's a vegan, and he's very worried about being able to maintain his vegan diet while in prison. And uh, also, uh, he uh, allegedly 
uh, suffers from attention deficit disorder, otherwise known as ADD. So I'm sure neither of these uh, excuses have ever been used by a person trying to get out of jail before. So what do you make of Sam Bankman-Fried's attempt and the judge uh, telling him to go pound sand? Well, I'm actually surprised you didn't ask to pay in his worthless crypto coin. <laughs> um, pay, pay his uh, bail in that. Um, it's just really pathetic to see this. Um, talk about a child of privilege and to complain that he might be um, with these hooligans who don't uh, admire his uh, dutiful vegan diet and um, aren't terribly worried about his ADD. I, I think a lot of people in prison probably have ADD. Um, I definitely had it as a kid, but back when I was a kid, it was like John, the, the diagnosis back then was a teacher saying, John, stop being a spaz or you're gonna stay after school. <laughs> So that's about all the empathy that I received. I was not uh, given any preferential treatment, to say the least. I had to just kind of get through it. So, uh, yeah, um, pay the piper, Mr. Bankman Freed, and uh, hopefully this will result in a very, very long prison term. But I don't have a lot of hope for that, sadly. Yeah, uh, Gen X, I think you put your finger on it, uh, John, as to why Gen X is... Uh, probably the greatest generation after the greatest generation is because we weren't coddled. Uh, for, for a lot of people, you know, they were on their own all day long, uh, hanging out with their friends, uh, latch keys potentially. But, uh, you know, if, if an issue arose at school, it was basically suck it up and deal with it, not, uh, you know, 10 different scheduled parent-teacher conferences and figuring out how to accommodate you all the time. So uh, I think that helped us along the way. Yeah, and mercifully, I never fell into the dark arts of veganism, um, <laughs> so I can definitely enjoy a good uh, Omaha steak from time to time. Yeah, absolutely. It's another good reason to, to go for the Omaha steaks. Uh, that I mention they're delicious? Uh, so, John, <laughs> if you were arrested and you were trying to get bail, what would you trot out as the reason you couldn't possibly stay behind bars? I'm thinking that, you know, I love popcorn. I like to have popcorn <laughs> with, my, with one of my daughters each evening. And, uh, you know, I have to uh, have certain Netflix shows that you want to watch. I mean, what would be kind of the lame, you got to help me out here, judge things that you would uh, trot out there and trying to get your bail approved? Well, I have an almost religious affiliation to very good coffee. I got to wake <laughs> up in the morning, grind the beans, have a nice pour over in a Chemex or my Hario, and... Without that, um, my ADD um, problems are going to really kick into gear. So please, by all means, give me a $25 cash bail uh, so I can enjoy my my fine, pretentious hipster coffee. There you go, because with another $25, you can get something at, at, exactly. at Starbucks I get or something one like cup. that. Designer coffee. Hey, did you notice how, how the coverage in the mainstream media turned on a dime once the Justice Department went after Sam Bankman-Fried, I mean, for all the fraud and the, uh, and the, and the money that he lost, uh, it was very kid glove type coverage for however many weeks it was since the, the collapse of FTX. And then as soon as the charges came down from the U.S. attorney, it's like, this was a house of cards. I can't believe this. This is terrible. What should have been the coverage from the beginning, but because he was a big Democratic donor, is, is my guess, uh, they decided to tread a little lightly. Right. Big Democratic donor, and so is his family, uh, very well-connected, and I'm sure they just didn't want to get on the wrong side of a, uh, I don't know, a cyber lynch mob of people attacking them. How dare you attack this poor ADD vegan? Um, how cruel of you to do. But um, yeah, I think uh, the rest of us can look at this kid and say, a little time in prison might do him some good. 
Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. So I assume he gets extradited soon, and uh, we'll see what else we learn uh, with the collapse of, of FTX here. But, uh, John, excellent job considering your, your touch-and-go health right now. And uh, I'm even more happy to say that you're going to gut it out again tomorrow, hopefully. So I'll talk to you then. Talk to you then. Thank you. John Gabriel is the editor-in-chief at Ricochet.com. He's also the undisputed King of Stuff and host of the King of Stuff podcast on Ricochet.com, where you can find the Three Martini Lunch also, of course. Uh, we want to thank you very much for listening today to the Three Martini Lunch. Subscribe to the podcast if you don't already. Also, uh, thank you very much for your five-star ratings and your kind reviews. Follow us all on Twitter. John is at E-X-J-O-N. Jim is at Jim Garrity. I'm at Dateline underscore DC. Don't forget Jim's brand new book, Gathering Five Storms, the accompanying short story, Saving the Devil. Have a great Wednesday and join us again on Thursday for the next Three Martini Lunch.